This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Today we're talking about team topology and so structuring um, uh, functional teams around, you know, all right. Maybe I'll, I'll stop there, not around. We'll, we'll figure this out. How do you structure topology, <laughs> right? I mean, we've seen a lot of permutations of this, Lou, especially being at different sides, uh, sizes of company, different stages of that product life cycle. Um, we were just talking about a um, the way that Ibotta is approaching topology structure. Do you want to touch a little bit about the evolution that you've witnessed as a part of it? Yeah. Over the last, you know, I'll call it like two and a half years that I've been at Ibotta, one of the fundamental things that we've done is we always organize ourselves, the squads, the teams, the focus areas, and the people around the strategy that we have at that given point. Now, this is often, there's a good and a bad side to this. The good side is that it means everybody's usually pulling forward, they're focused on the same thing together, and we're driving together. However, the biggest challenge is that strategy, as we all know from product managers, pivots, right? We get new information every day. The market forces change. COVID hits, and then we need to build a different product. Like Something's always going on. And this creates a lot of whiplash for the people leading the teams and the engineers and everybody else on them as they constantly have to restructure their teams to follow the strategy. So this was an issue that we were noticing in our direct consumer business that I lead at Ibotta. And going into this year, I really wanted to simplify it down into what I'm calling a platform focus. So this is in our area. This means our website, our browser extension, our mobile application, and our infrastructure teams. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. the goal for that was for me to put a lead person for each platform so we have a single point of contact. And in this way, even if the strategy changes, the underlying teams shouldn't have to. We can decide to invest more or less in one particular area, change around the initiatives we work on, change Mm. the top line focus areas. But fundamentally, those teams can more or less remain intact. And that's it. I love that idea. Like I've seen a lot of permutations of that as well. And I've been a part of organizing. And I think as a leader, you're kind of always thinking about that. How do you best set up your team for success? And a big piece of that is your strategy, but also the how do you organize and, and keep people in, uh, engaged and, um, you know, working on what matters, I think, right? And so yep. I've seen, like you say, at different stages of the company, a team really focused on retention. And so they're kind of focused around a specific behavior or metric um, and I've also seen that, yeah, like a metric or lean, you know, um, lean analytic focused team where they're focused to drive a key metric where they're kind of platform agnostic, 
you know, what, what would, could we do potentially to drive this metric versus a team that's what you're saying is more oriented around the platform itself. It helps build expertise over the product and and maybe a deeper understanding and knowledge over the customers that use it as well and take advantage of it. I should actually, I should clarify a little bit that what I'm, I guess what I'm talking about, at least at our level is the subgroup organization. So inside of our D2C group, we have an apps group and inside of the apps group, actually, to your point, we have a retention team or a reactivation team. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that, Lou? I'm sure other people would be curious, like that structure, like how many PMs, what is that group subgroup squad? Like I, I know this. Yeah. But I'm not, yeah. Talk more about this. So so D to C at Ibotta at the moment is um, we currently have eight product managers and we have we're hiring for a few more roles. I think it'll take it to twelve total uh, when everybody is here. It D to C is a group, right? Yep. D to C is a group. Is there a group um, PM? Is that you that kind of plays that? ownership role. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm, yeah. I play that ownership role over over that. And then inside of each um, you know, what I'll call subgrouping mm-hmm. um cluster, however you want to call yeah. it, we have an Ibotta web cluster, that's our online properties. We have an Ibotta app cluster, that's our mobile applications. And then on top of that we have a D2C infrastructure. So those are our three mm. subgroups. And those teams inside of them are allowed to kind of self-organize. So if there's, you know, different squad missions, things that kind of tackle on the strategy, that's where that tactical level change happens. Um, but at this point, like probably worth realizing that this org for me, um, you know, as it's, as it's group lead is really, uh, it's 122 people. So wow. it's, it's definitely, yeah. it's a, it's a big org. Uh, it's yeah. 18 squads overall. Wow. So it, it really is a question of like, for us, how do we at this rate and at this size make the decisions that are impactful, but we're not, you know, creating too much overall organizational shift. So yeah, that's interesting. So just to drill in a bit, you have, or maybe to reiterate, regurgitate what I heard, <laughs> see if I understand this. Um, you have your group level, which is focused on direct to consumer. You yep. have this this broader focus. It's a group. It con- it's consisting of the subset of subgroups that are focused then on aspects of the platform. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Within that focus. And then the subgroups have squads that are focused on the strategy within the platform, within the broader context of DTC. Is that right? Yep, that is cool. correct. And then, um, so, so, okay, group, subgroup, squad. The squad itself... Now, what's your like MV, MVT, minimally viable team, right? Like what is the consistency of what a squad is at that level? It, I would say it depends. Um, in the user-facing teams, that's definitely a PM, EM, and between four to six engineers. And a lot of the problems that we're tending to solve are like a full stack team would be like, four to six full stack engineers. Some teams also have platform engineers on them. Some have iOS Mm. and Android in platform um, and some are just platform. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I think what I've tried to, what we've tried to do with this structure is work with the engineering directors. (laughs) There's an engineering director for each subgroup. And ultimately it's down to those teams to self-organize to tackle the strategy at hand. So we just- So you define the strategy at the D to C level then, right? 
Okay. Yeah. So I take care and, of it at the yeah. DDC level. Yeah. Okay. And so what is, when, when you're, um, providing that strategic direction for that DDC, do you also have an engineering counterpart at that level? That's something we're working on right now. So okay. actually in the past, I did have a direct engineering, uh, engineering director counterpart and in the process of reorging and shifting some things around fundamentally the org, uh, the DDC org just got pretty large. And so now mm, we're actually gonna have right. three engineering directors, one right. for each one of each the subgroup. subgroup and I'll be working with them collaboratively. Got it. So at that subgroup level, you have an engineering director, but doesn't have a PM at the subgroup level. Is that right? We, we also do. Um, okay. We're in the process of hiring for that for each one oh, of the, nice. uh, each one of the teams. So we'll have the first one will be on our app side. Um, we'll have a lead there. And then the D to C infra team, uh, we're also going to be um, hiring into a position there as well, a leadership position. So yes, yeah, so we've got a, a lot of, a lot of spaces to fill, but overall, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty good. I think it'll give a lot of people, a lot of leadership abilities and autonomy, which I'm excited about. That's great. I love that. I mean, I'm just trying to break it down a little bit to put it in context for our listeners. And, you know, I'm, I'm in this path as well with my current um, company where we're thinking about how do we best organize as well. And we, there's so many different ways to do this. So I, I do appreciate kind of the deep dive here. And so that D to C level is really your customer focus, but almost like, is that related to, I'm, I'm imagining that ties directly to the company strategy, correct? Yeah, it does. I mean, so at the, at the end of the day, right. Like uh, in Ibotta's case where we have kind of a bunch of different sides of the business right. and as the organization has grown, what we've realized is in the past, we used to look at it and be like, okay, e-commerce is our strategy. And we also have this app, but then we started, I started seeing a bunch mm -hmm. of problems where it would be like, well, what are we doing co collectively? What is the whole vision of D2C? What do we do as that mm -hmm. portion of Ibotta in a business that has multiple verticals? D2C is really our, is really the vertical, right? It's our direct to consumer vertical. We need to own that and we think about it together. And then the reason for the sub subgroups inside of that is that our products are at different stages of maturity inside of D2C, right? App is more of an ongoing uh, product that's been around for 10 years. Uh, E-commerce and the web products, the website, the browser extension, you know, maybe one and a half years of, of launch and being out there. They're just solving different problems. And that's also why we have them in slightly different groups. Because on the app side, they're focusing on reactivation. And on the website, they're still focusing on like, hey, how do we build really strong foundations and table stakes and an incredible end-to-end -end user experience? So I like that. So so what what would be another example with an Ibotta um, that that you're comfortable sharing? That's so you have a data seeker, what what would be the other equivalents in the organization? Yeah, one of the other things is uh, what we'll call, uh, I'll call it our, uh, let's see, content distribution team. So mm -hmm. many people know that Ibotta signed this, uh, signed this deal with Walmart to become its rewards provider. And so that is what we'd call more of our network teams who are focusing on building a scalable network um, for our solutions. And so that operates in its own team. We also have a client experience team that is focused on Whereas I'm focusing mm -hmm. on the user journey, right? There's another group that's focused on what the experience is like for our clients. 
you know, so that's a different team as well. And then we have a partnerships team as well. That's thinking about how new partners get onboarded, uh, new retailers and everything else. So really each one of those has its kind of own distinct areas of focus and its own unique problems. And what's great is that the groups are empowered to ultimately own their solutions as end to end as we can get with minimal dependencies. I love that. So, so again, to regurgitate, we have these larger groups that are really customer focused, right? What you're describing is each of those groups have their own unique customer focused journey, right? And, and it's a, and, and, that focus on this customer journey is a part of the overall company strategy. Within that customer-focused journey strategy, you have these subgroups that are really focused around the points of interaction or the domains or the, um, yeah, um, like a customer journey blueprint, um, this line of interaction, this um, internal focus or set of services or um, tool that this user interacts with within that journey. Um, and so then you have these groups uh, aligned around that. And then how about the squads themselves? And then is that, are they typically focused on a behavior within that? Yeah, journey? they're focused okay. usually on a, on a problem set. Yeah. Right. So like a, a great example is on the browser extension side. We have a core browser extension team who's fundamentally focused on delivering a solid end-to-end experience. Then we have another team uh, that we call Ecom Integrations, which is focused on solving problems for particular retail customers. So they're doing more of the one-off work. Hey, we need to build X, Y, and Z on walmart.com or on petsmart.com. They're the people who can go in and say, yeah, we're not focused on that whole holistic customer journey, but we're focused in on how we make those, yeah, yeah, that subset of it on on different particular sites with unique um, deliverables. So that team's architected a little differently. Like they have to do some platform work, right? They might have to ingest data from an API from a different retailer and get it to display in a unique and uh, unique way. And they'll focus on both the data ingestion, the processing, and ultimately the deliver and ultimately the UX in a single team. So yeah, yeah it's really a, yeah, kind of a way to say at the squad level, we're solving the problems that we're trying to solve at the time of. And squads also can be a little bit more mutable, right? If you're going to impact the squad of six or six engineers and two leads, it's faster to change a squad than it is to change an entire org. Right. Yes. I love that. So I'm so fascinated by organizational design here. And then within that domain space, you had like specific platforms or line of interaction. Um, But then you also said you had an infrastructure team. And so how how do you differentiate like infrastructure? How does that fit into the mix with these domains? Yeah. So there are shared services across all of the domains. And one, one bit of logic is to split up those shared services and disseminate them across the teams. And I think that happens to a certain level of code ownership. However, there are core bits of functionality inside of Ibotta that manage things like user accounts, that manage things like uh, cash out and fraud and everything else. And those teams, those domains are, are big enough that they merit an individualized team or that we have architectural considerations to make. So I work pretty closely. Like I have an enterprise architect whom I work directly with. And half the time, what we're thinking about is, okay, what are some of the architectural challenges we need to solve? 
And that's where our infrastructure teams really come into hand because they're looking at, at the same time, how do I support all these other teams, but how do I also update our infrastructure to a new set of enterprise standards that are going to enable scalability, long-term viability, and also generally benefit all the customers around them, the customers being the other squad. So so one last question, then we can, I'd love to give some homework here. With with the infrastructure focus squads, you know, shared services, best practices on these squads themselves, as they figure out exactly um, what, maybe they go build something new, right? Um, maybe they have this new service and then it almost graduates. Like what, what at that point, do you have an evaluation framework to say this now needs to be elevated to infrastructure to then be a shared service across, uh, the squats? Um, no, not in particular. I'd say it's somewhat ad hoc. And the reason for that is subgroups should own services that at least power the subgroup. And to the extent that they're, you know, somewhat ubiquitous, I try to think about it like like an 80-20 rule, right? If one group is using something 80% of the time and one other group is only using it 20%, it probably doesn't need to be graduated. But if it's something like content service, which Kevin, you should be all too familiar with from your days, which is in that infrastructure team, right? That's used by everybody, Mm -hmm. a 100, you know, by it's not even, it's like a, it's it's like a 50-50, right? Everybody shares in that the same. Um, that's one of those examples of a service that would, and it's also huge. Um, we call it the son of the monolith. And anyway, that's one of those, one of those shared services that, you know, everybody uses and needs a whole team on. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, if I were to give any homework from this, I mean, I would, you know, I, I would challenge to do research on organizational design and how does that fit within, how does that apply to your situation and, and share your stories? I would love to hear you know, this is, this is a topic that I've always been curious about wanting to learn more of. Um, and so if you have ideas, um, or, 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 you know, best practices or resources, share that out. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can leave a voice message now with us. Um, so please do that and we'll play it on the air. Uh, um, you can also just, you know, uh, comment on one of our posts or what have you, and we, we'll, we'll definitely read that. But, uh, uh, any homework you have to give to our listeners before we sign off here? Yeah. In particular, I think just make a note of what your organization is looking like and what you think the organ what problems you think the organization is trying to solve remember there's there's multiple layers to this it's fact it's something we could talk about for probably days right because we haven't even gotten into the like career development aspect and how organizations Mm -hmm. provide opportunities for people and we haven't talked touched on transparency and how organizational transparency benefits leadership so i think there's a lot here i would encourage her yeah yeah, take a step back. Uh, think about what problems is your org trying to solve? What problems should it be solving? And feel free to talk about that with your VP or your director or anybody else. Well, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, looks like we finished up our coffee, so go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Find, follow, and share us on LinkedIn and on Instagram. The links to both of these are in the description of this episode. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.